Welcome one and all to episode 25 of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week is Megavisions art director Sketchcraft. I'm here. I made it. All right. We also have Scotty, the digital content manager for Megavisions. Woo, making your Christmas dreams and tonight's come true. Up, oh, messed that up already. Cool. Hi. <laughs> and we have our lovely British companion Graham Cookson. Hi, this is the roving reporter cruising along at a speed of about 20-ish, I think. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so uh, for the listeners, Graham is, uh, he just got off the train uh, and is on his way home, but he's uh, coming to us uh, live from his uh, car via Bluetooth. Damn right I am. Yeah. The mo- ones of modern technology. This is the future, guys. Trust me, it doesn't get any better than this. This would not have been possible to do this in the like the old school uh, version of the Sega Nerdcast that we used to do, Graham. Oh, hell no. <laughs> would have been, podcasting itself was barely possible back then. Yeah. yeah. It certainly couldn't get much phone. worse. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, so, man, guys, we're like a few days away from, from Christmas. Is everyone done with their Christmas shopping? How are you guys doing? Uh, Sort of. In the sense that I know what I'm getting the last couple of people that I haven't actually bought for yet, so I'll say a hard maybe. <laughs> Graham? I'm up. Yes. Uh, what's that? What's that? Are you dodging pedestrians? Nope, he just got, he just got booted. <laughs> He's not in the chat anymore. Oh, well, okay. Well, Grand Theft Cooks and... Yeah. <laughs> Graham. Sketch, what about you? You're probably done with all your stuff, I imagine. Uh well I'm always done because we don't we don't buy things around here for Christmas. Oh well shit. How'd no. you how'd you big finagle that one? Um well you you ready to be bummed out? <laughs> oh, okay. Hey. I'm always ready. My, my mother abandoned me on Christmas Day. So nineteen eighty seven. It was a fun, fun year. <laughs> and she had the uh her and my my father unfortunately passed away on Christmas too. Um different years. And uh, so it's just Christmas, one of those times where I'm like, you know, we're going to do a nice meal. I'll make something. And uh, I put on old commercials, old movies, and we hang out. I, I just, you know, we got plenty of stuff to buy the remainder of the year. Just We don't buy things on Christmas. We went down a rabbit hole. This You're right. Past I am bummed out now. <laughs> <laughs> you see, <laughs> you I, see like... I don't bring it up, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm like, man, well, yeah. you asked. So. I feel like, though, it, it could be one of those, like, Hallmark Christmas movies where, like, we somehow figure out a way to, like, bring back the Christmas spirit or something. Do you I think maybe it's more like... own a local business and have a friend that's from Big Time City come into town? <laughs> you ever seen that, 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 that conspiracy theory video that... The Garfield Christmas special at the Grandma's Already Dead, and he's just what? talking to her ghost the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. Look this one up. Changes the whole context. Like, they even did that whole, like, kind of like uh, a usual suspects reveal where he realizes it, and then they kind of, like, re-edit the video. So he goes back, and she's not in those, and he's just, you know. Like, oh, was no. it? Like okay, Garfield I'm, I without Garfield of kind the... of thing, almost. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the Thanksgiving one. Is that the one in... Um... Uh, what's his name has that girl come over the the vet and he ends oh, up boy. ruining dinner and he, grandma has to come over and cook dinner is that the that's thanksgiving one? but that's thanksgiving, the, okay. the, the one that was was modified was the christmas one uh, where they go to the okay. farm i'm gonna have to watch, dead watch for years. that one then. yeah so it's like him his father and his brother and all of them just 
were you know she really wasn't there. So. Oof. Yeah, I know, that's fine. Right? I'm gonna watch that tonight. But I'm going to make everyone watch it with the idea that let's go in this with the idea that grandma is actually a ghost and see how it actually changes. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, so yeah, we don't buy things on Christmas. <laughs> I can understand that, man. Um, we went down I'm, a rabbit hole of uh, you mentioned old commercials uh, on Halloween. That's kind of what we ended or around Halloween. We ended up doing that because something got tossed into our feed and we just started watching like old Halloween commercials and weird you know, when restaurants had themed things and, like, McDonald's gave away those uh, buckets and that your Happy Meals were in to get trick-or-treat done mm-hmm. and stuff. Good old days. Yeah, I have a giant playlist because I don't – on my TV downstairs, I got one of those – you know, I got a giant TV, but it's hooked up to a PC. So I just I just run the internet. So um, I have downloaded over the years – tons of different commercials and movies and shows that we all grew up with. And I, and I specifically want like recordings with bad VHS and you know what I mean? The original commercials and yeah. hard cuts. Um, and then I just shuffle it through the VLC and uh, hit play every year. And that's, that's today. It's, it's, it's rather fun. I, and it's super relaxing because I mean, I look, I, <laughs> I see the lines at the stores, you know, I'm like, what are you people doing? You know, like, what are you doing to yourselves? Right. Yeah. I, I still remember pretty... the old VHS commercials of, like, the Turtles movie with Pizza Hut and I think Pepsi or Coke or something. Oh, I play it? right field. <laughs> right. <laughs> Burned into our brains. There, I have more commercial jingles memorized than I do, like, famous speeches in my brain. It's pretty bad. Oh, is Grand Theft Auto trying to say something over there? Is he back? Oh, it's just laughing along. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that should be his uh, name now, Graham Theft Cookson. We can just yeah. put there we go. <laughs> Graham, are, have you finished your Christmas shopping yet? Almost. I have a few things to buy. And I've got most things. I think I've got most things so far. So it's pretty good. I'm on top of it. I'm actually going home after we've done the podcast. I'm going to be wrapping presents. Yeah. Well, that's my fun evening. Nice. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling I'm that's almost, most I'm almost done myself. Today. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say I, I was kind of pissed off because one of my gifts got spoiled. Um, I got Jamie a 23andMe kit because she's been wanting to do that for a long oh, time. That's cool. And here's the thing, though, that there was no option to do like any sort of gift wrapping or anything like that from the 23andMe site. Oh, so I figured it'd be okay, like it'd come in a box or something. The thing comes in. A whole, like, just a small box that has the whole branding all over it. Yep. Uh, um, and so she went out and got the, the mail like she does every day, and it's right there. So I'm like, motherfucker. I thought so about um, that when Shenmue 3 came in the mail. Like, well, fuck off if this is a gift for anybody, because it just says Shenmue 3 on the box. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. It's You'd think that they would change it up, like, around the holidays. They would just have some, you yeah. know foresight and being like uh, maybe people don't maybe people can buy this for as a gift and they don't want it fucking spoiled but that exact thing happened to me actually from rachel because she there's a giant box in the living room and the picture of there's a picture of the thing on the box and i caught a glimpse and she's getting me a new desk chair oh nice i need it you guys don't want to hear the creakity crackity thing i'm sitting on a very uncomfortable like dining room table chair with a pillow under my butt so it doesn't creak (laughs) Wow. God. Yeah, it's a hard life. 
Scott, Scotty Hernia Mo. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. We're going to give you some, like, tux wipes for Christmas, too. Oh, Scott. perfect. For, Great. For That's your hemorrhoids. what any adult dreams of. We're, we're post-35. That's what happens. Hemorrhoids. Oh, God damn it. Well, I've got one year then. <laughs> um. All right, let's uh, jump into the latest with uh, the latest issue of Megavisions. Um, oh, before we get into that, uh, I do want to say we're going to be at MagFest Woo-woo. this next week, uh, which is like one of the funnest times of the year as it pertains to like game conventions and stuff. For me personally, I love it. MagFest is my favorite, favorite, favorite game convention. And uh, Scotty, you guys have been going there for a long time too. I think this might be like my sixth or sixth year in a row, I think, that I've gone to MAGFest, something like that. Nice. What about you? I'm not sure how many. I'd have to think about that for a second. But, yeah, it's uh, it's always a good time. It's it's one of my favorites since it runs 24 hours, uh, so it's a lot more chill. And there's plenty of, since it's music-related stuff, too, there's plenty of panels that are not directly just video game stuff. Uh, there's a lot of cool cosplay panels, too. Like, there's one about resin and stuff that... I know Rachel with her um, different crafting kind of stuff. She's interested in that, but I'm excited. Uh, there's uh, always Scotty, good, huh? On that note, do they get creative with the panel titles like Resident Evil? Or, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> they do sometimes. They sometimes <laughs> they do, and sometimes it's just like, well, they came up with this title. I don't know if I'm even interested in this topic, but <laughs> I want to see who created this. You know. Um, you mentioned that though, and there's actually going to be Resident Evil LARPing and I sort of want to see that, but I don't know that I'll be there in time for it. Um, but yeah, good bands. The proto men are playing this year, so I'm super pumped to see them. Um, and it's going to be good. So the, the newly added Scrubverse crew, Corey and Chris are going to be down there with us too. Um, and you know, hopefully we'll get some video stuff together, but otherwise just have a good time playing games and hanging out and doing stuff in the arcade. Because it's massive. Yeah, we we printed up a bunch of uh, Megavisions cards that we'll be handing out just to promote the magazine and everything. Yeah. So um, if you're uh, going to be there, you'll probably see them hidden and strewn about all over the Gaylord. I was going to say, I guess we should clarify, like as opposed to too many games, we don't have a panel or a um, or a booth, so it's going to be guerrilla style. And eh, maybe you'll see the Pole Caliber tournament just pop up in a corner. We don't know what will happen. <laughs> We're bringing all the equipment for Pole Caliber. So. Yes. <clears throat> maybe we'll have like a pop-up tourney you know like pop-up shops are all the rage these days so yeah. maybe we'll just do a pop-up tournament pull up yeah, caliber in the hallway or something yeah pull up caliber pop-up pull up and we'll make create a fire hazard again. make a train car oh we'll have it we have everything i think i think graham just said bring a dreamcast that's like saying don't forget your phone right and then we will have a a, a booth at, at uh, Too Many Games. We've already secured that for, for next year. So that will definitely be happening. So if you're going to Too Many Games, we'll be there again. So Hell yeah. Yep. And um, as for this issue... Uh, what, what was that, Graham? Oh, no. Uh, I, just, I think the ones of modern technology are failing me because I'm losing reception. Okay. Uh-oh. Well, I said to bring a tree... A Dreamcast. A Dreamcast? You know what a Dreamcast is, Scotty? Is that a Dreamcast shaped like a tree? Mm-mm. No? It was a, a very limited edition. It's like an unofficial Dreamcast that had a uh, a screen attached oh, to it. Oh, and the knobs or something on it, too? Yeah, and there's um, it basically folds down 
Um, Graham has a couple of them. They're stupid expensive these days. What? Why does? Of course he does. They're just thrown in the back of his BMW. <laughs> yeah. Pretty oh, much. I see. It's just like the um, how the PS One had that little, uh, or the PSX or whatever had that flip up screen. I see. So it's built into the Whereas that one was an actual official thing. This one was made by some other company. I think they're they're probably out of business now. Cool. Um, I mean, honestly, that might be something to look into solely for tournaments. <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty neat. Interesting. Um, oh, dude, there's a whole package with those six-button... Um, they looked like Saturn controllers, but were Dreamcast controllers. Oh, God, Graham's yelling at us now. Please don't crash your car, Graham. And that was Graham. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so as far as this, uh, the issue nine that we're still working on, we're still close to putting it to bed. Uh, we're saying that you are going to be starting the uh, the cover here pretty soon, right? Sure, right, right, why not? <laughs> well, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Everyone's like, Rob just seems to care less and less. No, no, no. So, <laughs> it's, I'm just laughing. I just, you know, did you guys see the trailer for Tenet with Chris Nolan? I saw the original one that came out in theaters, but I, know, I think a new one dropped. I hadn't seen that one. Yeah, a new one dropped, and I mean, look, it's in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but there's this whole thing with, like, cars flipping in reverse and time and stuff. And I just imagine Graham, like, <laughs> like oh, no. flipping his car right over and then pretending like nothing went wrong. Like, hey, guys, everything's cool. Like, <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I got a bit. You can hear the sirens. So, like, well, we got a few minutes. Jaws alive. So, how about that uh, Dreamcast? It's <laughs> 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 uh, funny, man. Um, yeah, so Mega Visions issue nine. Here's the deal, folks. Uh, I have off work from now until the 9th. I'm sorry, the 2nd of January. So it gives me about a good, even with Christmas, it gives me a good 30 hours to wrap up everything. So um, the magazine, the only thing left to do is two pieces of art, the cover art, a piece of interior I have to finish. Um, and then we got one layout I got to finish, which is this thing we're doing called, uh, what am I calling it? I gave it a new name. I don't know. <laughs> it's, Not the game versus game. Yeah, it's gamers. No, 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 no. It's what? the Megapix, but it's not called that anymore. We called it something else. I, I, that's why I write it all in there. So, um, it's this cool little like. So you guys remember on the back of like the Sega Genesis boxes, there used to be all these little screens with all the games you could buy. Mm-hmm. So, the layout looks like that, but it's where we pick like our favorite or least favorite like superhero games across all platforms, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's laid out like that, and everyone will be able to get to pick not just one game. You can talk about the same game. It doesn't really matter, but it's just it kind of has that layout. And we got some new mascots for the magazine, which kind of debut there. So it's just some some stuff to, to finish up um, on that, and then uh, I'm all done. So um, looking forward to going into the new year not doing it. Um, that being said, I have to start training Chris uh, somewhat soon. Um Issue ten is everything that can be done on Jess's side is already done, so um, that's good. We actually have movement on that. We're we're pretty well ahead on that. So yeah, it's just artwork right now, which is going to be vert. What is it? Virtual? No. Uh, yeah, virtual on. Yeah, I always get it confused because we did um, we did for some reason I get virtual on and and Panzer Dragoons screwed up my head. I don't know why. No, Birding Rangers because yeah, I get the names. No, it's going to be virtual on, so that'll be super fun. I'm looking forward to having, seeing that, that cover uh, come to yeah, life. 
Yeah, I, I teased it on my Instagram because I post a little quick shot of the layout, and people were like, "You're gonna do a virtual one?" I was like, surprised. I was like surprised how many people remembered. You know, like, like so. It's always weird. These you you know because like Sega's got just tons and tons of these old IP that they just haven't really done a whole lot with, um, and it's weird to to figure out like which ones people still like hold really important for themselves. Um, I guess virtual on is one of those games, but Sega is re-releasing a virtual on collection uh, this next year, at least in Japan. I don't know if it's been released uh, or it's been announced for the West. Hopefully we get it. That'd be pretty deep. What, what would be in the collection? There's only two games. There. Oh, I think no. there's, two games. there's a couple. Um, Cause there was, they released, uh, there's the Saturn game, there's the Dreamcast game, there's, uh, I think, like, two that only saw Japan releases or something, and then a more recent one came out with Chibi Girls in it for some reason, and so there's a couple. Whoa, it's called I never Virtual on Masterpiece, 1995 to 2001. Um, yeah, and so... Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, I tried to look at a Forbes article, but I have to stop blocking their ads to read it, so screw that. Yeah, it's gonna have, it's gonna have Virtual on Cyber Troopers... Cyber Troopers Virtual on Oratorio Tangerim, which mm-hmm. is the Dreamcast one. Nailed that one. <laughs> and then uh, Cyber Troopers Virtual on Forces. So three oh. games. Okay. Did, didn't know about the third one. Was it on my PlayStation or something over there? Or uh, It does not say in this article I'm looking at. Fair enough. But huh, it said it released in November. So... <laughs> Man, so I, I don't know if they're going to do anything. That's going to be one of those games that Sega could just announce out of nowhere like they like to do sometimes. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it made its way over here. Virtual on Pachinko, oh, virtual on the credit card. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know when they... It's like, remember when they were doing that big Final Fantasy VII push like 10 years ago and it was everything but a Final Fantasy VII game? You know, it was like Final mm. Fantasy VII, the mobile, like, wiki final fantasy 7 <laughs> like, you know the tooth brush and like the celebration of final fantasy 7 everyone was expecting the remake announcement and nothing mm-hmm. right <laughs> oh yeah uh graham the last one released was a certain magical virtual on which was a basically japanese light novel series with virtual on not to be confused with a very special virtual on featuring joey lawrence and blossom right <laughs> But hey, PS4 games, those are cross-region uh, cross or whatever, so you can always just import that and play it no problem. Can't they just uh, make cool toys? Game. You know what I mean? Like, why can't, why can't we just get cool little mecha toys like Rebel Techs or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, because they only release statues for us big children, I guess. All right, let's get into what we've been watching, what we've been playing. Um... Graham, you want to go first? Tell us what you've been watching and playing. Yeah, sure. Um, so I've still been playing a little bit of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles on the Switch, um, but I'm kind of bored of it. I have to admit, I've kind of lost interest. The combat is not super fun. Um, the story's quite interesting. I see anything keeping me going. I don't know. It feels like I'm playing an MMO without like other people. So that's that's kind of it's kind of a bit boring in that way. Um, yeah, but other than that, I have started watching The Witcher on Netflix. I started that today. 
Oh, I, I started that last night, and I'm on episode five now. So I've watched managed to watch five hours of it. What's funny is Jamie ended up watching it last night. She's also in episode five, so I guess she's <laughs> she has this uh, huge crush on Henry C- uh, Cavill. So that's oh, what. Who doesn't? <laughs> True. <laughs> that's a good looking Warner guy. Brothers. <laughs> Ooh. 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 Uh, what what do you uh, think about it so far? Did you play any of the Witcher games? I okay, so I own The Witcher One, I own The Witcher Two, I own The Witcher Three. I have hated all three of them. Jeez, uh, you hate the, you hate I, Witcher Three? It's so good. I I don't I don't know what it is. I'm playing them. I feel like I need to start playing The Witcher Three again. I got past like the first area and I got into the second area, and I was just like, I'm not enjoying myself. I I just wow. I don't. I don't find the combat that fun. Even though everyone says the combat's amazing, I'm like, I'm not enjoying it. I didn't like the missions that much. I kind of liked exploring the world, but uh, maybe I just need to play it again. Uh, maybe, dude. That's Witcher Three is my favorite video game of this generation, like hands down. Like wow. I, I put so much time into it. I think the combat system is amazing. It's it's very deep. Yeah. Um, it's not repetitive. Like there's always new things you can do. There's so many different ways uh, to kind of uh, fight. And I, I don't know. You you got to give it another shot, man. It's such a good yeah. game. <clears throat> yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Because in fact, um, there's something I was meant to start playing, but I kind of forgot to start playing. And um, yeah, like basically, it was my birthday the other week, and I got an Xbox One X um, with Star the new Star Wars game in it. Um, you know, the, the Jedi game. I can't remember it called now. Um, Fall and, uh, order or whatever. Yeah, it's like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh. That's the one, yeah. yeah. Um, and I haven't even opened it yet. I, haven't had a, I literally haven't had a chance. I haven't really been home because I keep working too much. Um, but that's one thing I was going to do tonight. I was going to unwrap my Xbox. Because basically I want to replace my normal Xbox One with the Xbox One X. slightly smaller and will fit into the space I need to put it in. Because I'm just running out of space in my flat. So, yeah, and then I'm going to trade in my xbox one my old one and maybe get a ps4 so that's what i'm gonna do but with that in mind maybe i'll pick up the witcher 3 again like uh i've still got it but maybe i'll actually start playing it um yeah see how it goes if you have game pass uh it just came out on game pass too oh, really so, yeah oh okay cool sweet maybe i'll do that then as well um i do actually own the game physically though so i could play that but yeah i've got i've got game pass love it um yeah so that's an exciting thing to do. Um, so I think, have, have I watched or played anything else recently? Oh, I finished watching. Do you guys watch Final Space? I've never heard Netflix. of it. Final what? Oh my God, it's a net- Final Space on Netflix. Great. Mm-hmm. It's a cartoon. So I kind of, add, it's like, it's it's more aimed at mature people. It's like not really for kids, I guess. Because um, there's a lot of violence in it. Um, but it's kind of comedy violence. Um, and it's really bizarre humor. Like the humor is, weird but the storyline is surprisingly amazing like the first few episodes you're watching you're going this is just bizarre and then suddenly you realize actually parts of the story are all interlinking and there's actually a really good storyline and season two came out like um maybe a month ago or something and i finished watching that the other day and i love it i think it's just so fun i wonder if that's one we don't get over here yeah i'm looking now i'm not sure if that's outside of the uk's uh netflix wow that's weird because it's america it's like, all, well, all their voices are American. I assume it's an American show. Maybe uh, they're all British actors just pretending to be 
American. Maybe. That's the way. That's the way we do it. We infiltrate your society. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh, and just one last thing, which is actually American-related, uh, which I saw last night. Um, it's not a TV show or a movie or anything. It was a stage show of Hamilton. Yeah. Do you know that? I, I know Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I've, I do want to see it eventually, but I have not. Oh, okay. It's, uh, I, do you know anything about it? Because I had no idea what it was about. Um, hip-hop and history. Basically, yes. <laughs> it's like a rap, a rap opera through the American Revolution, uh, the Founding Fathers and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, because I, I don't really know much about American history, not going to lie, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, and we try not to uh, talk about the American Revolution. <laughs> you know. Also for obvious reasons. I wonder, you know, guys, I wonder, Graham, hold on, just to stay on that for a second. I got a question. Are there American revolutionaries deniers in, in the UK? Like, do they <laughs> theorize that never actually happened? And... <laughs> they probably are. I, I don't want to say no, because there probably are some people out there who are like, no, it never mm-hmm. happened. We gave them the land back. It's fine. Right, right. There's some weird treaties <laughs> and some little-known nautical yeah. code that we don't, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what happened. Uh, but it's probably basically would be like Brexit in like a few hundred years. We're going to be like, oh, Brexit never happens. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, mean, you mean in the next five years? Like, it's... <laughs> oh, God. I kind of think it's not going to happen right now. Still praying and I don't know. Boris Johnson somehow gets—I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's not go into that. See, see what happens. I'm just bringing the show down. <laughs> now, Hamilton, guys, check it. If you like sort of musicals, if you like rap, if you like interesting subjects, it, I thought it was really cool. Really, and uh, yeah, like the performances were amazing. Like I like rap. I'm not hugely into rap, but I do like some of it, and this was great. Like a uh, kind of a. Uh, yeah, it's just really funny and really good and told part of American history that I had no idea about. So I was like, yeah, so now I know about America. Right. It's Excellent. all good. Um, yeah, the land like, of persecution. We love it. Two quick yeah. comments on what uh, Graham was talking about. Uh, one, Final Space Season 2 is not on USA Netflix. Um, huh. Yeah, and also... What about Season 1? Uh, season 1... Let's see. This is very exciting audio. Um, But the other thing I want to... No, that's not on it either. So if it was, it was taken off maybe. But it doesn't look like we have it right now. Uh, Coincidentally, though, um, Unwrapping My Xbox is a fan fiction I accidentally stumbled across. uh, Porn parody that is probably Graham's as well. (laughs) There's a porn parody for Unwrapping My Xbox? No, there's not. That was the joke. That was the joke. I would believe it. I would believe that. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint your your search results there, Chris. Because I was already typing it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Do you think um, porn parody unwrapping for the Xbox uh, Series X or the Xbox X oh, no. would be hashtag big black box BBB, right? Like, like, B3, <laughs> B cubed. <laughs> B, big black cube. B-B-X. B-B-C. <laughs> oh, no. Big black cube. I don't, right. like, I don't want to go down this any type of Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> uh, Scotty, what have you been watching? I, playing? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Quick. Grand Theft Auto. Talk. Apparently, sorry. Apparently, apparently, Final Space in America was on Adult Swim. 
Oh, okay. So it's not net weirdly over here. It says it's a Netflix show. It's got the Netflix branding and stuff like. That's there strange. I guess over there it's uh, oh for TBS and Cartoon Network late night programming block Adult Swim. <laughs> All right. Well, so, can watch that after Shamai Shampoo, I guess. Cool. Um, I'm also gonna go offline for a moment. So I'm actually just actually at my flat, and I'm gonna take take myself offline. So you guys keep talking, and then I'll get back on in a second. Okay. Yeah, awesome. See you right back. Sounds good. Cool. Right. See you in a bit. Turn my car. What? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to exit. What was that? <laughs> Did you I just turn into pixie car. dust? <laughs> that should be how every British dude exits the scene. You Probably. know what I mean? That's what it sounds like when they fart because they're just that polite. <laughs> you Maggie Smith, you know, it has like a jingle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my. Uh what have I been playing and watching? I the last episode I talked about uh we did that little one off thing of me just talking about Christmas nights and the dreams, and I finally did get to play that on stream, so that was cool. Um, had some de- technical difficulties, but when don't I, um, but pulled off a crazy feat that I never could before and killed the boss, uh, with one hit, uh, which was really awesome for me. So I actually turned on, that's a trophy in the HD re-release. So I turned on the PS3 today and like did that in one shot. So I felt pretty good about myself, but that was a fun stream. Um, had some people come in and talk about just nights overall and, and how cool that demo is with so much other stuff. And I've talked enough about it on the last episode, but, um, that was fun. Uh, we did the Thursday night throwdown with street fighter alpha three third strike or street fighter, whatever third strike. All the um, strikes. Yeah, that was a, that was cool. Um, had some good discussions just about conventions and you know uh, uh, local gaming stores and stuff like that. Um, I left a fun review on a gaming store that I guess rip people rips people off, and I signed myself in Yelp as Bob Hoskins, so that'll learn them. <laughs> uh, and then uh, other just some little things. Uh, finally played Untitled Goose Game. Um, since that's on, uh, PS4 now, uh, I was playing that last night and the controls make it a little difficult, but it's still fun, um, and just has so much character, uh, I think we're gonna have fun, Rachel and I just playing through that very laid back, um, cool, goofy adventure game, I guess you'd call it, maybe a puzzle game and how you have to figure out what to do in it to mess with people and it's just, you're just being a, a, a jerk goose, we started playing it this morning as well, and the boys thought it was hilarious. I, um, on, did you guys get to the second area with the shopkeeper and the scared boy? No, not yet. We played for maybe 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, in the second area, I did the dumbest thing in the most roundabout way, where one of the things on the list is just trap shopkeeper in garage. And so, but in that area, there's like a boy playing with his airplane toy running around and there's a guy that runs like a Radio Shack type shop or something. And then there's a lady with her little outdoor market of just selling random like fruits and vegetables and other toiletries and stuff oddly. And uh, one of the goal and then there's a, a garage next to all of that. And one of the things is trap shopkeeper in garage. So one thing you have to do to lead the shopkeep, uh, the the guy out of Radio Shack, which is just what I'm going to call it, um, there's two radio uh, walkie-talkies, and you put one in front of the store, and then the goose grabs the other one, and when you honk, it'll throw it through the walkie-talkies, and it brings him outside, and then, like, if he looks at it, 
he just gets knocked down because he's scared. And then you run into the store and you can get yourself on on camera and like on TV or whatever is one of the one of the checks on the list. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I have to use these radios to like daisy chain him to the garage. So it took me like twenty minutes to do this one portion, but I grabbed one of the walkie-talkies, put it in front of the store, and you have to be like, you know, it, it's not a Metal Gear Solid game. You can still be kind of in eye shot, but if you're far enough away, they don't see you. Um, so I would, like, honk and scare him, and then I would drop the walkie-talkie I'm using, run and pick the other one up, and, like, lead him over to the other one, honk and scare him. I did that till I got him in the garage and trapped him in the garage, and nothing happened. And I'm like, well, what the hell? What am I doing wrong? That just took me so long, and this is only the second level. How hard is this game? And then I realized I trapped the wrong person in there because the <laughs> the other the lady who was like running her marketplace uh, got in, opened the garage to let him out. And then I was like, "Well, I hate you. You just screwed this up somehow." So I trapped her in, and then it crossed off the list. I'm like, "Oh, I just needed to get her to walk like two feet into that garage." I am overthinking Untitled Goose Game already. Oh, so. <laughs> But it's fun. It's it's a cool just... I really like art styles where they don't use um, uh, uh, lines to outline everything, and it's just all colors. There's no outlines. So I like that art style in Entitled Goose Game. I'm surprised it didn't win anything in the Game Awards this year, but whatever. Um, and then... If they had a category like Best Game to Star a Bird, it would have won. Yeah, Best Bird Game that's not Tony Hawk or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, and then um, kind of spinning into that, kick flipping into that, I got to go grab a copy of Tony Hawk Two for a fun little gaming party that uh, my friends and I are doing tomorrow. Actually, we're doing this weird fun thing that is totally stolen from Giant Bomb, where we just have like game titles in a hat, and we're gonna pick them and do like a quick two minute to five minute competition of uh, games playing against each other for a trophy, like. Some examples here of the games we're playing is like, of course, Pole Caliber, uh, like Nidhogg, Dive Kick, um, Tony Hawk 2, A Quick Run, like Twisted Metal 2, Doritos Crash Course, but also other stuff like we'll have Paper Airplanes or a Paper Football Battle or like Guess the Skittles Flavor with Blindfold and just a fun little goofy Christmas party revolving around video games. So um, that should be a good time. Yeah, it's a... we. It's something that if you're not a gamer, you don't have to, or you don't have to be a gamer to enjoy because it's, you know, like one-on-one Sonic race or something, you know, whatever. But, uh, and we'll compete for this dumb little trophy that I found and other prizes, but I found a trophy and then I'm slapping some Fortnite stickers on it. <laughs> so. Graham, do you, where, where is your, uh, your, your belt that you won during the, uh, Dreamcast Marathon? Oh, yeah. Say that one more time, sorry. Where is the, the belt that you won during the Dreamcast? Oh, the belt. Um, it is in my gaming room. It is on a shelf. What did your uh, girlfriend say when you showed her that you won that? She looked at her, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what is that? I'm like, I won it. It's like, did you lose? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, but I got Starburst gummies. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> um I yeah, never did I, ask I, you, I, like, I, your overall time that you had. Like, was that a good time for you, Graham? You journeyed across the ocean to just play some GameCast with us. With a, some GameCast, great. Some Dreamcast with us weirdos. <laughs> that was probably the best thing I've ever done. Oh, uh, my. Well, yeah, that, that shows you how high my life has gone. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
No, seriously, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was really, really fun, really cool. Um, yeah, I definitely want to do that again. Uh, so hopefully next year, or yeah. Nice. I was. I thought you were going to yeah. say like your favorite part was when we're driving around in Chris's Tahoe, and you're like, and and every five miles, Corey was like, "Do you have that in the UK, Graham?" You're like, "No, let's go <laughs> check it out." And I'm just like, "No, guys, we have to make it home before tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> that's basically that anytime Graham is in the states. That's what he's doing. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's don't have a Walmart. Gotta go to Walmart. You know? got a hat. You it's walked the in there five minutes. You found a hat you wanted. Yeah, that's right. And I think I've worn it once, but uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. <laughs> it's like, it like three dollars or something. I can't even remember now. Which, yeah, hey, Graham. You know. Has your girlfriend yeah. ever been to the states? Yeah, she yeah, she has, but not with me. Uh years ago. Right. Like before we met. So she, I was gonna say you could have just lied to her and told her every Brit gets this. Like one of these belts. Yeah. You know, when they get <laughs> <laughs> just give them a belt. Yeah. Yeah, just like in Hawaii, they put layers over you, they they just put this belt yeah. around you, like and then kick you out. It's on your way out actually. It's you know like... <laughs> just, they're just super friendly guys, you know. They just <laughs> Yeah. Um oh. but she actually she was there when um, there was a, that massive hurricane or something or tornado Katrina. or something in it might be might be Katrina like well I don't know she was in New York at the time and basically shut down New York and apparently um like the hotel she was in was like running out of food but there was a pizza place across the road which was still serving so she went out into the street and apparently it was like dead there's like no one about I don't think that would have happened in New York as a result of a hurricane in New Orleans <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was Katrina. It was something else. It was Katrina was in 2005. Like, okay. Is that when she was there? More re- I think it was more recent than that. Oh, I don't know then. I, I had another friend in America as well at the same time, also in New York. Oh, God, I can't remember. What was it? It was a big thing. It was a thing that happened a few years ago. You, you guys know. Yeah, there was Storm some flooding. Was it was hit, but didn't, but didn't hit. It wasn't like, Katrina, but yeah, there was something that happened. There was flooding in New York City. and um, Yeah, but... It wasn't anywhere where it was supposed to be. I, I remember it because Baba Bowie w- was the only guy who didn't show up to work on the Stern show that day, you know, like, the, like Gary. And I was so happy because I'm like, well, that's going to be a whole hour of them shitting on Gary. I can't wait. You know, like my wife remembers telling me, guess who didn't go to work? I'm like, Gary. And I ran to my room. You know, turned like, can't, can't wait to hear it. Like, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what yeah. we are for you. Daytona belts and flood watches. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh sketch what have you been uh playing and watching um well i've been watching the mando Ooh, i haven't seen episode three yet we were gonna watch it this morning but we just uh we didn't end up having enough time uh, they're on episode seven yeah i think we just watched six <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i meant to say we try to watch episode seven today but we we weren't oh. able to but um other than that we're all caught up it's it's been amazing yeah, it's been a lot of fun, dude. I've enjoyed it. Um, so Some people say that. it's a show about nothing. How do you yeah. feel about that? Yeah. To show about nothing. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. So, I mean, then go watch, I don't know, look, man, you know, go watch Crisis on Infinite Earths then. I don't know what to tell you. Don't watch it. <laughs> you know what I, I don't, yeah. like, guys, like, I, I, I've always taken this, see, I grew up in a Moss Eisley-like town, you know? Where I was, me and one other dude were the only nerds. Some people mm. would, some of the other kids would admit to owning a Nintendo, but they they would only admit to ever playing Double Dribble or Tech Mobile. You know, those classics. Like, 
Yeah, you can never get them to go, Jock come on, games. you know, Mario 2. Like, they wouldn't play that or Zelda. Joe Montana Sports Talk. So, uh, before Sports Talk, dude, this is, wait, this is like 86, 87. So, um, but yeah, you know, like, so shit that I liked was always unliked. So I just, just don't care, you know? Like, they don't watch the show. Like, I don't know. I can find, I mean, it's cool for me to watch some Star Wars that I enjoy. I enjoyed the technical side of it, like how they're making it. So I get to look and, uh, you know, like, oh, this shot here, that, right? I can see how they did that effect there, how they're doing this. Like, I get a lot more out of it than the average person. It tickles you know like I mean? the artist inside you. Is what you're trying and to well, say. with Star Wars, it's always been that way. It's how it was made since mm-hmm. they put the original making of Return of the Jedi on HBO. They used to run it all the time because Return of the Jedi was like when I went to HBO, like it played like 800 times a day. So they used to have this making of, and they would they made little toys of the speeder bikes to kind of like, and they would put little cameras and plot out the speeder bike chase, you know, before they had animatics, right? They wanted to physically do that, and so I would I'd see how they made that movie, and for me, it's always been a part of that too. Uh, but I enjoy the film. I, I mean, the the show. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, with the whole people, you know. They, they, I I think there's a definite danger when everyone expects, um, everything to move them spiritually. Yeah, you know, like it's kind of like when a new when a new album drops. If that music doesn't change your life, and there's something wrong with it. Like, as an as a creator, as a guy who makes things, like. I can't make something that fucking changes your world every time I fuck. You know what I mean? Like maybe ever, you know, like it doesn't work that way. And so I don't know, man, I don't know about this whole. Well, that happened. Like, with, like, you'll see that like when tool announced they were coming out with a new album and that they were just literally putting their music on streaming services. I couldn't get away from that news. And then the album dropped and I heard about it from people who like tool, but then nothing else like anywhere. So it's just yeah, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen when Final Fantasy VII Remake oh, you know, Part boy. 1 drops in, in March. And what if they don't – you know what I mean? Like it's it's building up to like – at this point, it's building up to like uh, Phantom Menace levels of hype with the fandom. You know, like what are they – what are they expecting to get from it? Because there wasn't anything like Final Fantasy VII when it came out in terms of a cinematic experience. And now – I mean, I think it's arguable to say that, you know, some of these video games, especially like Jedi Fallen Order, can be more cinematic than the cinematic experience. Like, but it happens a lot more often. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting, you got games like uh, Nier, you know what I mean? Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, these games are coming out all the time. How can every, how can the one that you experienced 30 years, 20 years ago, um, do it. I don't know. Like, and if it doesn't, you're going to turn on it. Like, I don't know. Like, so the Mando thing, like some people have been telling me, well, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. This is a filler episode. I'm like, go shoot a fucking episode of TV and then watch how much you tell everyone you should just appreciate that it was made. And it was super hard. Like when I have friends, you know, when they make something, you make anything, they want to put it on their fridge and let you know they did some shit, <laughs> you know, like, but if someone else makes something that you had nothing to do of, then it's like, it wasn't enough. And then it's like, oh fuck, you know? So I don't know, man. Like, it's just, it's just, it's that it, argument it's a is weird. Combination of things, and I can see it from both sides because one, Disney has shoved Star Wars down our throats to the point that people were like getting like, man, I don't want another Star Wars anything right now. And then <clears throat> two, uh, it is a law right now, kind of for entertainment. 
So everybody's like, I'm watching The Mandalorian. It's the best thing out right now. And it's like, well, there's not much else out right now. Like Game of Thrones is done. Like nobody cares about Walking Dead. Stranger Things came and went. So it's it's in a weird pocket, I feel like. And then also, yeah, with Baby Yoda, I think every episode people are like, oh, who's going to come for Baby Yoda? Let's see what happens with this only ongoing sort of plot device. Uh, it's just he's just cruising around and hanging out with these other bounty hunters. And, oh, there's Baby Yoda for a second. Cool. All right. Episode's done. So I think it's um it's in a weird spot because there's never been a live, a, a big Star Wars series like this that's not a movie. Cause, and since all we have mostly to compare it to the general public are the movies, they want big plot points thing and then everything is resolved at the end of the episode rather than wait what there's Why like a did... hundred episodes of the clone wars cartoon and the original versions are shot in two three five and yeah you could say well it's cg anime it's not real life i'm like there's a hundred episodes of them I-, I worked on the merchandise there was toys everywhere shirts everywhere people tell me it's their favorite star wars thing ever was that a show really about something it dragged an idea out a hundred episodes it could have been in one movie you imagine taking Lord of the Rings, right? The end of was it the Two Towers, the the, the battle, sure, the big battle in the ring. Imagine making a hundred episodes out of that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, Before the King was the last one. Two Towers was the second. <clears throat> right, I'm just saying, but that battle of Two Towers at Helm's Deep, the one that everyone, you know, they, it's like the best battle out of all those films. But imagine if that Helm's Deep didn't occur in, in Two Towers; it occurred in between Two Towers and Return of the King, and then they made a hundred episode cartoon series. You'd get all mad about it, but then imagine if, then you know, ten years later, everyone also told you it was the best thing. Like I got, it's very weird to me. I just the whole Star Wars thing is like it was my only thing as a kid, you know. And then growing up in this town, man, I had one other Star Wars friend who who looked like an Ewok. That's no shit. He looked like an Ewok, <laughs> <laughs> and he could talk in Ewokese. And he'd go, "I get that," and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, with the tongue too. That's pretty. And I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, my little Ewok friend, dude. You know, like <laughs> so, like you know, uh, I still have. I mean, like it, it, I, I started writing my own Star Wars, you know, fan fiction in in like the third or fourth grade. Um, so to, to be able to go to this point now, where for some reason, after look, it all started with the Phantom Menace with the overhyping. Let's not blame Disney for Lucas overmarketing the shit out of that film. You know what I mean? Like the marketing for the Phantom Menace. I mean, you, you had Jar Jar Binks was on buckets of KFC. Like, <laughs> oh, I was referring more so to like Star Wars now because movie out every year and no common between that took away from the celebration of a new Star Wars movie being out. Yeah, don't over religious this stuff, dude. You know what kills me about this is. How many people, you know, they really, oh, this is an endless argument, right? Like, I used to say this. So, I used to go to these sketch jams in LA, and, um, and it was all professionals. And so, a few of those guys worked at Lucasfilm, and we'd all be sitting around the, the guy's house, which this guy named Shane Glines, he's a legendary animator in, in LA. So, he would host them. And guys from Lucasfilm would be there, guys from Disney, students from Kalash would be there. I was there for some fucking reason. And <laughs> I drive up for this. And inevitably, by the end of the night, it'd get late, around 1 or 2 in the morning. It'd always lead back to complaints about Star Wars. And then, you know, oh, the prequels yeah, at the time. Yeah, you told us about and, this before. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the guys who are actually like, I was there, Gando. I worked on the movies. Lucas doesn't care. Like, I mean, just, you see what I'm saying? 
Like I was like, all roads lead to complain about Star Wars. Like it's just, just so when fans, I'm like, just fucking look. If you enjoy it, appreciate it because I remember a time when I remember telling people I love Star Wars, and they're like, this shit was for kids. This is like '91, you know, like Star Wars. This shit's dead. It sucks, you know. Like it'll go, and if and if you, no one else really does buy it, it'll go away. You know, like Disney mm-hmm. will sit on it for 20 years and then they'll be like, they just spot it and they sit on it. They don't do it. They own all the stuff. They don't do nothing with it. So I don't know, man. Like Vader, the Vader, um, funny thing is they're packaging the Vader VR games now with Oculus Quest when you buy one. Well. You get like all three. Um, oh, that was what I did want to say with Star Wars. I was playing. So I got the Oculus Link set up. You guys know about this? The, is that the wireless one? No. So the Quest allows you now to use a link where you can plug it into a PC and play um, oh. games uh, for Rift games and Makes Steam sense. Rift games on the Quest without any camera setup. So um, some of the games are crossed by. In this case, the Vader Immortal games are crossed by. You get them for free since I already own them on the Quest. And I wanted to see what the differences were. And other than graphics, there are some big differences. But the, there's this thing called the Jedi Dojo where you get this training room where you fight those you know droids and those floating training things you know that luke is fighting on the falcon um but that jedi training dojo thing on the rift um on the the pc version is way more in depth like it's almost a completely different game like you get different sabers you unlock you can get darth maul saber luke saber different dojos the fighting is way more in depth so um if you have a quest i recommend if you have a decent pc to plug it in and play the Vader games on PC as well, because that, that Jedi Dojo thing's fun as shit. But I'm so happy to have a VR Star Wars game I can play at home. You know, like, it's, uh, I never thought that'd be possible, you know, for, like, a long time, so. Um, hey, Elliot, like, yeah. you just finished, uh, I think the, uh, was it, like, the third episode or whatever for that? Um, he was uh, telling me a little bit about it. It sounds pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, so, go ahead and I was just going to say, I picture you, Sketch, taking a break from VR, like, all right, I need a break from that. And then you walk over to your Star Wars arcade cabinet. <laughs> well, it's sitting right behind me. <laughs> like, like I have it in the, the room now, and I got the space lights and lasers and shit, so I play that regularly, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that, I could never <laughs> thought I'd have that arcade sitting in my room. So I got my game room set up, so I got my Turtles cabinet out there with the light-up marquee, which finally arrived. And might I say, it's pretty fucking cool. Like... <laughs> Um, I, I even think the custom light-up marquee that I got um, for the Turtles thing is a better than the one on the Star Wars arcade because they use this – on the Star Wars arcade one, it's fully lit, so it's super bright. But on the Turtles one, it has like a LED bar strip that sits behind the glass. It's hard to describe, but it's this LED strip. And when it projects, it creates a little bit of a vignette. You know what I mean? So like the edges of the – the uh the marquee are faded a little bit okay which i think i I, like it's a minor quip but as an art i'm like i like the vignette you know (laughs) it's softer cooler but it's it's super cool the the printing on that's amazing so that was worth every penny you'll have to Um, get somehow take a picture of it somehow or something for us oh i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna get it all set up this week i'll get all the lights turned on and i'll i'll make photos so you guys can see everything but um but yeah, I got that set up this week, and and the Star Wars things going on, and watching Mando, and then playing the Jedi Temple, and uh, playing Star Wars Arcade, which I gotta admit, I'm not good at anymore. Uh, it's fucking hard, so it's hard to get a score to get on the leaderboard. So mm-hmm. on that system, yeah. 
Too much Star Wars going on, Sketch. It's too much. I, I just want a pod racing game in <laughs> VR. You know? Like, that's what I want. I'm sure we're not far racing. from it. There's got to be an anniversary coming up or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cram out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Star Wars F1 pod racing on the Dreamcast is probably my favorite Star Wars game. I love that game. One of my favorite racing games. So, yeah, if there's some sort of VR version or anniversary thing coming up. Well, if you go over to Sketch's house, then your life will be changed. (laughs) Have you got the arcade machine? Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I got the arcade machine. I got uh, the Quest with the VR stuff. I also got the Quest Link with extra VR Star Wars stuff in there. So, Have you got the arcade pod racer? The arcade pod racer I don't have. Um they don't make so that, one that, that will fit my house. Yeah. <laughs> for now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I still think that for the pod racing uh, on the 64, with you know, you can play it with two controllers, right? I think I did know that. I remember. Yeah, so there's a code on the 64 where if you do a little quick code, um, it'll let you unlock mm-hmm. a mode where you can play each left and right hand with the analog stick. For... Really? What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Isn't there? Um, I think Goldeneye has a mode you can use two controllers as well, if I remember correctly. What? So. Oh yeah, there is actually. Yeah, there is on Goldeneye. I think. Um, I don't know I just, about Star Wars. Way, that's I, just, cool. I just cut out for a few seconds. I just had a power cut, so that's fun. Oh Jesus! And I just put my hand in a cup of tea, which was quite hot. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? I just imagine you reenacting Home hot Alone tea over there, all over Graham's house. And he just stumbled, he's stumbling around in the dark, just spilling tea everywhere. Oh, bollocks. And then he trips over his goddamn belt. <laughs> I was trying to set I was trying to set my new Xbox One X as we were talking. That's what you get for unwrapping your Xbox in the dark. Yeah. It, um, suddenly the power went out as I plugged it in. Uh didn't even turn it on. He What's takes a bath on? and there's just a bunch of tea bags in there. He's just drinking it as he's <laughs> bathing. Oh boy, crazy, <laughs> crazy. I like to relax in a tub of Earl Grey afterward. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> wow, well, uh, this is it's like living in Iraq or something. Oh like, God, what's going on? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's actually a joke of Family Guy. Um, are there any other? I watched uh, the Joe Bob's Red Christmas special on Shudder. Um, so Shudder is like a streaming uh, app for horror movies. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Joe Bob uh, Briggs. He's, uh, he used to do a show uh, on TNT or TBS called Monster Vision back in the day, mm-hmm. where he basically, it's kind of like Elvira, right? Where he shows a, a horror movie. And he kind of intros it, and he cuts in at different parts of the movie and, and either interviews uh, actors or the director and just gives a lot of background information about it. He's awesome. He's uh, very, very knowledgeable, and uh, I'm just a big fan of his. And so he does uh, – he basically took that premise, and he re, they restarted it on Shutter. It's called uh, Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. And uh, he's been doing, like, uh, holiday-themed uh, specials for the last couple of years and they just did a full season this past year and they got renewed for season two next year, which I'm very excited about. But um, they just did a Christmas special this past Friday where they did three movies. It was black Christmas, the original one from like 77 or 78 um, Jack Frost, which I don't know if you guys have seen. It's like a killer. It's a serial killer 
who is on his way to be uh, um, executed. Executed, thank you. And he somehow magically gets transported into a the body of like a snowman, and he goes on a killer rampage. It's so you stupid, do. right? Um, and then also Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, um, which is crazy because I had never actually watched any of these movies. Which um, Black Christmas, a lot of people claim to be kind of like one of the first slasher movies, um, which it's not. And, and Joe Barba actually breaks that down as to why it's not. But it is one of the first, I guess, uh, Christmas horror movies. Um, and uh, Jamie sat down and watched that with me um, last Friday. And that's actually a pretty good movie. Um, and then they remade it back in like the mid-90s. Uh, we went and watched that one as well the following night just to see the differences between the two. And with that, the original one, I like it a lot. I like that one the most uh, because they don't really give you a lot of insight into the killer. You don't really learn a lot, and that was done on purpose. Whereas in the the, the second movie that they, like, I guess the reboot, they give a lot more backstory behind it, which is also kind of interesting. They just redid it again this past yeah. And the movie's actually out right now in theaters. Um, and it's, it seems to be quite quite a bit different than the original. But it's queer that it's one of those movies that's been remade twice now. Um, Is that the camp at college one? Yes. The, okay. It's basically like a sorority uh, where it's on Christmas and several other girls like stay back. And there is a killer uh, on the loose. And I think this one is a little bit weird because I think the killer is meant to be kind of like an incel. And so he hates women because, um, Oh, that's got, um, find him attractive. And that's got, uh, the dude that played Wesley and princess bride, right? Carrie Elwes. Yeah. He's the, he's the Dean or something. I just saw him at steel city con. Oh, nice. Oh shit. Sorry. That I, just reminded me of an entire other thing. That one, but I, I kind of want to, mm-hmm. uh, just to see how it is. Um, uh, but, um, uh, I don't know uh, if I'll get to get a chance to watch it in theaters, but anyway, it was really, really good. I, I really enjoyed uh, this, uh, uh, the red Christmas special. If you guys are in a horror movies, definitely check out shutter. It's only like four or five bucks a month. It's really cheap. Uh, and they always have some, some really good horror stuff on there. It's not just uh, like uh, American made horror movies. They've got stuff from Japan, Korea, They've got a lot of foreign horror stuff. So if you're into horror movies, check it out because there's so much stuff that you're probably missing out that's not mainstream horror. Uh, really, really good stuff. And then the Joe Bob stuff is – is that's why I stick with Shudder just because the Joe Bob stuff is so good. I'm such a big fan of his. But, um, yeah, watch that. Um, that was really good. And then, oh, last week we took the kids to see the new Jumanji movie, um, which was a lot of fun. It's It's – it's a movie yeah. that I don't think really needed to be made because it's kind of um it's kind of a they just kind of do the same stuff that they did in the other Jumanji movie, but yeah. the characters and actors are all so great together that I had a lot of yeah. fun just watching them do their thing. Yeah, I, I saw that the other week actually as well, and I, I I really enjoyed it. I think you're right. It's like it's not it's not a movie that needs to be made, but it is fun to watch. So yeah, if you enjoyed the first one. Uh, I'd say watch it as well because it's it's just fun. Yeah, like basically, um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? The Rock and who's the uh, the the other uh, the Kevin comedian? Hart. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Thank you, Jack Black. They they basically get 
they they all have different like people that they're like roles or whatever that they're playing on. So like uh, the Rock, I think, is basically playing Danny DeVito, and Kevin yeah. Hart is uh, Donald Glover, and they're just like these old cantankerous uh, old men and just bicker back and forth to each other, and they don't really have any idea what's going on. It's hilarious, and then um, Jack Black gamers. ends up playing a couple different characters himself, and he's great. I I love everything Jack Black does, so um, I just, love uh, fun with it. It just put a thought in my head of remaking Grumpy Old Men in a few years, but with you know the gamer culture as they get older. You know what I mean? Like Grumpy oh, Old man. Gamers, where like, <laughs> they got leagues. You know what I mean? They hate one another, and then they like swat each other. And, I think that's just our you know, podcast, Grumpy Old Gamers. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so um have it i've been playing a little bit of shadow of war on pc because that dropped on to game pass ultimate uh recently so i started playing that and that's been a lot of fun um well, what's that shadow of war middle earth shadow of war it's the second game the first one was like i think um so not more shadow of mortal I think Shadow of Mordor was the first one, and this is the sequel Ooh. to it. I didn't know there was a sequel. I didn't know there was another one after that. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. This is uh, the sequel to it. Uh, really, really good. Uh, lots of fun stuff with that. Uh, I'm, I'm still fairly early into it. I think I'm on like the the second area, but it's 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 really awesome. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so just getting back into that universe and learning more lore behind it that uh, we didn't see in the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies or The Hobbit. I've been actually going back and reading uh, Fellowship of the Ring, um, the original book, uh, and I'm almost done with that one, uh, and it's it's been good. So love me some Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm really excited for next year when the Lord of the Rings uh, uh, series comes out on Amazon. I think it's next year. Maybe it's the following year, but I'm really excited about that. So... That's what I have been watching and playing. Surprise! You think. didn't try that corpse killer at all. Oh, you know, I meant to talk say about that. Yeah, I haven't opened it yet. I have actually sitting right here. Um, I got the Corpse Killer 25th Anniversary Edition. Woo woo! Uh, Me too. From Limited Run, and I don't know if I'm going to open it up. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> I I might. I just. I, it's it's great. It's in a, a big long box. Like it's it's a bit bigger than a 3DO. Yeah, um, but it's it's kind of in that same style. Uh, looks great. It comes. The coolest thing about it, I think, is that they they sent some um, like film strips mm-hmm. with it. Well, and you get, so my, I guess I just found this out recently. You get one piece of original production memorabilia, so it's not always going to be like I got the little film frame as well. Um, but I guess which, you can get which, different stuff. You could get you like get. Uh, a photo slide, which is what I got, like a product packed. Uh, shot photo, I guess. Um, a sealed original 3DO corpse killer, apparently, or even a Mac version of it, like, or even a actual VHS tape. So it's randomized, I guess. But I got the little film strip. Mine's a film strip too of the. Uh, it looks like the cover art of the Mac version of Corpse Killer. Uh, I just have a like a beach scene, like a beach horizon, unfortunately, with mine. Hmm. But it's still cool. cool. Lots of bonus stuff. I'll be doing an unboxing of that. Nice. Shameless plug. Yep. Yep. So, um, I think it's time to get into, uh, 
the mail sack. Oh yeah, crap. Scotty's I don't. Uh, yep. Big gotta, old mail sack. Uh, let me find it here real quick. Just dig through some stuff and make some noises, and then go over here, and then I do this thing. Once I find the zipper, always hard to find it. <laughs> zipper on that thing but we got some questions indeed so let's uh, nothing on twitter all right uh discord virtua muser today asks reflection on sega's performance this past decade and what could come in the next i cut off the word we'll assume that says decade (laughs) (laughs) um Um, man that's a that's a big question Um, what did they do the past 10 years they sent they gave you sonic media that's it Yep, That's nothing all else. And like 15 Yakuza's. <laughs> Yakuza's. Yeah. I, I, think that, I think that previous decade, like 2000 to like 2010 or whatever, was a much better decade. Yeah, like. PS3 and 360 really stuff. Cool. Yeah, that's so good. There's so many cool games out there, and PC games are great. Uh, well, I think it was made... also like Sega trying to reinvent itself, too. That was like a little bit. the transition yeah. from being a... a, a you know, a console manufacturer into a, 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 you know, a third party developer and just trying to find its identity. And so the difference between that decade and this decade is like coming into this decade, like Sega is well kind of um, entrenched in third party development. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they seem to have like taken a route of let's only make two or three gate like franchises let's just concentrate on those and do nothing else which i don't know it's like yes yakuza is really good um sonic does have some good games occasionally um and i mean football manager is a fun game uh and but yeah (laughs) there's not i don't know it feels like they've just stuck like this those those handful of games and the other games they do release don't seem to really get much credit or can we can we give them some real credit though graham Let's give them some real credit and all agree that the Sega 3D re-releases on the 3DS were pretty fucking oh, awesome. Actually, yes. It's no, we'll, yeah, I agree to that. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, that was one of the best things about. That's probably the only reason I actually like my 3DS. Actually, is for that, and also the Legend of Zelda N64 remakes in 3D. Those are really good as well. But that's the only reason I like actually like have my 3DS still. But here's the thing, though, too. You got to think about the the latter half of those the the two thousands, like maybe two thousand six to two thousand nine or whatever. There were some really bad games in there because that's when Sega had the Marvel license, like before the Marvel movies really started to blow up. <laughs> those are some really bad games. We also had Golden X Beast Rider. It was just true. I remember um, when I was at GameStop and the second Iron Man game came out. And they, you know, on GameStop TV and all the stores, they would have interviews with people. And they had an interview revolving around that game. And I'm just looking up there. And I, without even realizing, I said it out loud to a coworker. I'm like, that office just closed down. <laughs> like, that doesn't exist there now. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, I, think, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, the, the first half of this decade, though, uh, Sega was kind of refocusing on several core... Uh, IPs series, uh, which which were its most popular franchises at the time, which I can understand from a business perspective, but from a fan standpoint, like that's not what we really wanted. But I think mm. over the last several years and the last half of this decade, I think Sega has kind of re-embraced uh, a lot of those other uh, uh, 
games and series like like Yakuza, which we've gotten like pretty much uh, two like Yakuza releases a year, it seems like uh, for the past you know four years, uh, and other you know like uh, you know other old games like like we just mentioned like Virtual On and we're you know like uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Sega's now you know like refocus on PC stuff, and so I, I think Sega has done a really good job over the past few years of of kind of yeah. refocusing itself. Yeah, I think I think definitely definitely like the last two years at least they've actually yeah really stepped up their game again and sort of started looking at other stuff and making I don't know yeah they're refocusing on those other franchises which I think is really cool and like with like the accused you know the announcement when they said they're just going to come to Xbox and stuff I'm like yes thank you finally so I feel like they are making choices that I'm happy with uh, yeah but but yeah it seemed like there was a period for like at least half of this decade it was kind of just like. Let's just make Sonic, Yakuza, Football Manager, and Total War. Let's just do those four games. And they're all good franchises, and I do like them and enjoy them, but that's not the only thing that Sega's great at. I mean, arguably Sega's got better games. And we should uh, also yeah. probably point out that Sega's um, become, I mean, really, Sega has become a powerhouse in the PC publishing like uh, area. I mean... That's something that back in the 2000s, Sega really didn't do much. I mean, they they ported some of their first-party games over to PC, but they yeah. didn't really have like like dedicated uh, studios that only publish stuff on on on. Um, well, they, PC. they they did have they did still have Sports Interactive and Creative Assembly, which only did Total War and Football Manager. So they they were big there they, they did have a presence there a strong uh, arguably a strong foothold there because those are two franchises that sell really well each time but yeah they didn't really branch out with their other franchises at all so yeah they didn't they weren't as broad i guess in the pc era yeah, yeah they, they started uh, picking up studios over in, in europe uh in canada and they've got like such a a, a broad you know like uh assortment of games you know from from like you said like the football manager games the the total war stuff they've got a lot of like tactical rpg type stuff uh so it's a little of everything and they've become Mm. a big pc publisher and developer now uh which i would never have thought that uh and it's so different from what uh like sega japan was doing you know in the like the, the the 90s and the you know early 2000s and yeah. They didn't really yeah. acknowledge any of their old IPs uh, up until recently, with nostalgia stuff kicking in more so. They're at least a, um, they're at least embracing the nostalgia thing that's going on with some of their older stuff. Aside from the Genesis Mini recently <laughs> releasing and all of that, but they very like Graham and you kind of mentioned too there, Chris. They really were focusing on Football Manager, Sonic, uh, Yakuza, and whatever else, but. Uh, the Total War stuff, but uh, yeah. Sonic Generations came out in 2011, I think. That was a pretty strong thing they did, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, Platinum, we saw the rise and fall of them with Sega's cooper- um like the, the relationship with Sega, with Mad World, and then Mad World, Mad World, Anarchy Reigns, I wish got more love, and yeah, Madden World, and um, but that'll, that'll come up a little bit in a second here with what we're going to talk about, but yeah. So I, I think they're yeah. they're getting back into the swing of things a little bit in areas that they need to is what kind of to echo what you're saying there, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I I guess as far as like the second half of that question, like what could come in the next decade? I hope that Sega just continues to uh, 
focus back on a lot of the beloved franchises. Like, I mean, we're going to have Streets of Rage 4 that's going to come out in 2020. Uh, so that will be part of this next decade. Uh, uh, Fantasy Star Online is coming back, which Hell we yeah. never thought was going to happen. Weird. And so there's um, there's a lot of old older games. Uh, Shining Force 4. That's coming out for sure, right? That's Ooh, been confirmed. For <laughs> sure. I mean, the URL is active, right? ShiningForce4.com. URL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, I would love for that to happen. But I just I hope that Sega continues down that path. And I, I, I hope uh, gamers continue to buy these games and, and show that there is a kind of a uh, an audience for, for this still. And that Sega doesn't go back to kind of what it was doing before and just focus on those like same core franchises. Mm. Like I really think Sega could could look if there's a market that that they could dominate in right now, they could really recreate their arcade cabinets in VR and put them on Quest and Rift and Vive. You know, like I'd be down. Their actual you can hang on, and, you know, and stoop all you want to for Super Hang On. The Pod stuff. Racer cabinet. They could put all those cabinets. The Star Wars arcade trilogy. They could put. I mean, there's so many great Sega arcade games. You know. Yeah. They could actually look. It would make you queasy, but they could actually do a G Lock R three sixty cabinet. You know what yeah. I mean? Where you buckle in and then you go upside down in VR. You know, like, I mean, like that yeah, cool. that's what I was saying to somebody like similar to that. Like, why haven't we had some sort of mech quality VR thing yet? But they could do that. Do that with virtual on or something. Jeez, like a Chrome Hounds VR. Oh boy, you're the only one that remembers Ooh. that game. No, Graham. <laughs> me, Graham played the yeah. hell out of that game. That was a great game. That's so underrated. <laughs> I don't understand why people didn't love that more. Yeah, we so would play it online all the time. It was so <laughs> good. Well, hey, with Fantasy <laughs> Star Online 2 coming out, maybe we can finally get like a Megavisions crew online and stuff. That would yeah. be amazing. Like we, like one day of the week, we just play that and stream it. That would be fun stuff. Graham can play from his car. Yeah, that's that. That that worked perfectly with the podcast earlier. Let's do that. Yep, <laughs> fantasy star on wheels. Um, and then, um, uh, I, oh yeah, go ahead. Can, can I just throw throw out a little question to you guys, just mm-hmm. on the back of that question? No, you didn't submit it in Discord. All right, go ahead. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Discord. I'm submitting it right now. Oh, okay. Um, is there is there what is your most disappointing thing from Sega this? Um, last decade is there something that you think Sega could have done much better or you think they did they announced something or teased something and it was just bullshit or you know um, something that mm. disappointed you again biggest uh, disappointment I, I've got something in mind but I just want to see what you guys I have something in mind but I have to double check when it was released so if you want to kick it off Graham go for it okay so for me and I don't know I, I assume other fans out there for that Sega forever Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, what Sega have done with Sega Forever, I kind of get it. It's it's kind of a cool idea, but the fact they they the, when they announced it, they were like, yeah, uh, every Sega game from every generation that like they're showing, like you know, Game Gear, Master System, Mega Drive, Saturn, Dreamcast, all going to be on your phones. It's going to be amazing, right? And then we've had Mega Drive games and the occasional arcade game, which were already on, like, iOS and Android anyway, like Crazy Taxi. Um, mm-hmm. And they released the Virtual Dreamcast Virtual Tennis. It was some weird mobile version, which was terrible. Um, 
you know i it's like and then it's like we're going to release like new games every month every two months and they started doing that they were like every couple of months a new game would come out it's like, oh this is cool they're sort of living up to that promise but they're still mega drive genesis games and then something just like pretty much stopped i think they are still releasing occasional things but yeah like where, where did that where did that go right uh, <laughs> and Which and is then, weird because they did have a really with... strong mobile presence at one point yeah yeah and they, they kind of still do in some areas i mean they've got sega heroes out which does seem to be doing pretty well and they have like the sonic forces sort of mobile games which were actually pretty good fun but yeah i don't know it's like it's like they had this really great idea and it could have been amazing you know that that would have been one of the best things they could have done and then suddenly nothing because mm-hmm. i mean i know i know it's a big feat but like playing a saturn game on your phone would be freaking awesome like if i could play knights or something on my phone i'd be so happy uh, right. i know they're they, i know porting saturn games is hard but they kind of announced this is what we're doing all the generations it's going to come to you and it's like ah, where, where are they Brilliant. uh so maybe in the next decade we might see some other games come out. even like game gear mass system games guys come on like there's some great games out there or i don't think they even <clears throat> i don't know if they ever got anything that wasn't already previously released on mobile i mean they were basically just repackaging all of the uh like already released mobile games like from the genesis era uh and and probably they i mean i'm sure they they did some some updates and stuff to those games but that was it seemed like that was the the most of what they did i think maybe they released some like crazy taxi or something like Do that you mean i want to specifically say for sega forever or just in yes. general oh okay yeah i'm not Under as familiar with forever sega brand forever honestly i thought because i was going to say there what they did do that different crazy taxi game which was just a uh, uh what's it called uh, oh, uh like temple crazy run taxi. endless runner kind of thing yeah. and they did do a um uh wow my main my my brain just went blank oh sonic 2 they re-released but they added that level that was taken out of the original game and like uh some stuff with that was kind of cool but okay yeah i would say my biggest disappointment was sonic boom i think uh i think Mm. that sega of america really dropped the ball (laughs) obviously i mean those games were, were very bad but i i thought that that was their opportunity to create a sonic franchise that they would own outside of sega japan and that they could do what they kind of wanted with whereas you know it seems like now any mainline sonic game is is you know done in japan and like the american branch doesn't really have much say in it this was kind of their opportunity to do something with the the character and make something out of it and it completely failed and it was a shame because the cartoon was great I really enjoyed the Sonic Boom mm. cartoon. I thought that was like the best part about that whole thing. And it's just, uh, it was just disappointing, man. It was just not fun. Like the 3DS version was not good. No. The, and certainly the console ones were just pieces of crap. <laughs> really, I, I did not like those games. And uh, it's just a shame. Yeah. There's some potential there, and they just dropped the ball. And that was, for me, that was probably the biggest disappointment. Right. Yeah. I, I do. I did think of one uh, and double checking the date. It was released in 2011, but the Dreamcast collection for 360. Did anyone here pick that up besides uh, me? Yeah, I got that. I, okay. I, I, I think I got them digitally and also actually bought the little package. Well, the, the physical. You know what, though? Once you pop it into your console, you see there's really no difference because the, 
like, and this was following the Sonic Ultimate Genesis collection. You know, you have that cool aesthetic of scrolling through, uh, like having the Genesis in the background, and you've got this bonus stuff you can unlock, and like these arcade games yeah. you can unlock, and then break out the Dreamcast collection. First of all, the cover art was not great. They didn't figure out how, it was literally the box art of all those games, like sliced into slimmer pieces to break up on the four into four panels on yeah. the thing. Um, but you pop that in. And you basically have access to the games as if you just downloaded from the Xbox Live Arcade. And I was like, there's no, like, you don't go into a collection and access the games from there. And it was Sonic Adventure DX, uh, or just Sonic Adventure or whatever, Space Channel 5 Part 2, Sega Bass Fishing, and Crazy Taxi. Um, Arguably strong titles, with maybe fishing being an odd choice, especially since there were also fishing controllers on the 360 for, like, Cabela's and crap, but you can't use it with this. Um, oh. Yeah, but, like, I was just, I was bummed because I already had the Sonic Adventure on Xbox 360, the re-release, so I'm like, I pretty much own this twice now on this console, and you just go into the games and play them. Crazy Taxi, you know, because of rights and whatever, didn't have the Offspring and Bad Religion soundtrack, but... Yeah. All that aside, I was super bummed that this was such a weak release because this could have been... It was also called Dreamcast Collection Volume 1. So I was very yeah. excited that they were going to maybe start releasing this, re-releasing this library. Or this was before the mini consoles fad was happening. So that could have maybe led into that. And then later they released um, the digital versions of Jet Set Radio and the Nights into Dreams, which they just include on Steam in this Dreamcast collection, though, even though Nights is a Saturn game. But, like, there was strong marketing around that Jet Set Radio re-release. They had, like, random merch at PAX East and stuff. I remember I got a collection of buttons, and they would have different... Just, yeah, merchandise plugging Jet Set HD. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is... And then I realized, like how much I hate and love this game at the same time all over again, but it was great. And all this stuff around the possibility of like Dreamcast things getting re-released and whatever, and it just led to nothing. They didn't do anything with it. There was no Dreamcast collection on PS3. Um, You could already get most of those on Steam anyway. Uh, And it was just like, this happened and you put four games on it and gave up like immediately. Maybe sales didn't do well, but the cover of it, there was zero marketing for this actual collection. Um, so I was really bummed that that didn't start what could have been a big launch of like re-releases and volumes of the Dreamcast support. Yeah. Well, I can tell you my biggest disappointment. Oh, before you do though, I think Graham had something to say maybe to add on to that. Oh, no, no. I was just saying that's, that's a fair comment. I think that's, you're spot on. I was also disappointed about it. Just saying like volume one thinking, Ooh, we're going to get more games. It's exciting. Yeah. But no, just kidding. Yeah. So, go for it, sketch. Go for it. How Sega blew the MCU license? Heyo. <laughs> they could be raking it in right now with mobile games, maybe. They could be raking in with any. I mean, if they had just made those things fun instead of trying to make them triple A ish and boring and very technical and right, like they treated them like 2004 THQ. Oh. You know, licensed properties, you know, like as opposed mm-hmm. to like the, the, given how big that that whole thing has become, think about how much they've squandered. Right. You know, like that could have saved Sega of America. Like, dude, think about it. Like, you know, it, I, I've thought about re- that recently because I've, I don't remember who or where I was talking about it, but like 
kind of the question was kind of what happened to like movie tie-in games and stuff and i was thinking back i'm like yeah the last like you know had to release the same time as the movie kind of kind of shovelware-ish type stuff was what sega was doing with those licenses with the captain america game that kind of was a a happy uh, whatever you'd call it because it wasn't i don't think it was originally a captain america game and they just kind of slapped some different skins on it but it's actually a good game but yeah really yeah, it's a solid game. The Captain America, I forget what the full title is on 360 and PS3. It's pretty solid, though. It, I, it imagine me of playing Batman. Of, but hold on. Imagine instead of trying to make those like those third-person AAA games, they had been more like multiplayer online Castle Crasher type games with, you know, narrative yeah. story that, that link into each movie the way each game. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, if they had gotten truly creative with it, and they'd also have like arcade versions of those MCU games that they put out that were fun that just let you be cool. Iron Man, you know what I mean, or let you throw Cap Shield or pick up Thor's hammer. Yeah. If they had been very creative about that, they'd be like, they go to billions. I just, I just blown away. If they had the sole bit on that, you know, and they just yep. fucking did nothing with it. Yeah, I'm sure they're I will say. Themselves. Mm-hmm. I will say one one thing, uh, which people will probably be shocked at or not that surprised at. I actually quite enjoyed the first Iron Man game and the first what oh shit well, and the Hulk game they did. <laughs> um, I, enjoy, I I had I had fun with them. I don't say they're amazing games. I had fun. Iron Man two though was one of the worst things I've ever played, and I didn't even bother with Thor or the Captain America games. Oof, those Thor but, games were rough. Oh, yeah, they didn't look so good. But, and I've been playing Iron Man 2 on... I had Iron Man 2 on the Xbox 360 and the PSP, and the PSP version was just... Oh, no. It was a very different game, and it was just the one of the worst. It's almost unplayable at times. Like, this is just not a good game at all. Uh, but do you, do you reckon maybe they didn't realize uh, Marvel's, like, broader plan or ideas and stuff? I know Marvel kind of knew what they were doing, I guess, but... At the time, those movies kind of felt a bit separate when they were first, because these were like the first movies that came out. So, uh, no, no. When they initially announced their press release in two thousand six or seven, they're, they they had signed up for five films leading to an Avengers film. It was okay, always planned that way, you know. It, how they executed, they had to iterate over film. Like, how link would they be? They did very little the first one. They did a lot with the second Iron Man. Very little with the Hulk film, but I mean, it, how they did that, they figured out as they went. But no, their their whole funding, their their loan they took out was to cover the five films initially. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I do actually recommend yeah. Captain America: Super Soldier. Check that one out. Uh, like, as in a genuine, yeah, fun game. It's a good. Okay. Uh, if you like the Batman Arkham games, it's it. It reminded me of the quality of those. Okay. Not. A, I mean, the Batman oh, wow. games are definitely better, but like in terms of just solid controls, good gameplay, like it. It. it the Ooh. voice acting was decent and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I'd still think the whole games are worth worth play. It's kind of fun, and destroying this whole entire city is really good fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool, and I enjoyed yeah. the Iron Man just flying around as Iron Man, even though that felt like the game hadn't been finished properly. Like Iron Man, when you drop out of the sky and Iron Man lands, like does a cool badass slam into the floor, like it like there's the ground doesn't crack or anything, like which you kind of expect in games of that 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 era. Like you right expect on. a bit more spectacular effects. You just sort of land with a you'd hear a loud clang, but nothing would happen. And it's just like kind of I don't know. It just felt like it was unfinished. But, um, 
quite playable, I think. But yeah, not I always felt the mistake best. with with movie tie-in games was them trying to push for a release with the film versus maybe a release with physical media. Yeah, you know, mm. like because give let the film succeed or fail at the box office, but yeah. let the game be like even if it's the best hits of the film let it let, focus on the fun first you know what i mean and then when there's a the big push for merge there's it'll it, it's gonna sell whenever you put it out if it's fun dude like the whole like you'll go see the movie then you go home and buy the game i'm like that makes no sense you know it, given that you can't go see the movie then go home and buy the movie oh you'll buy it later but yeah you'll buy it later you know like i don't yeah. I don't People waited yeah, a year I, for Star Wars toys when that first movie came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so. like, and it's, is it a case as well, though, that like the, the, uh, the game studios don't know exactly what the plot of the movie is? Like, they know the basics? Oh, yeah. Because, cause, like, yeah. yeah, like, the le- levels and stuff don't always follow exactly, like, what the, they sort of seem to know. They, it's almost like they were told about the movie, go make a game. Um, whereas back in the day, if you, like, go back to, like, Aladdin on the Mega Drive, that game basically follows the movie almost perfectly. It's like a, a brilliant representation of what the movie kind of is. Like the levels are kind of following the storyline exactly, and they've got a few extra bits and stuff. But you know, it seemed, seemed like back in the day, game game tie-ins seemed to actually they seemed to know what they were doing. <laughs> that makes sense. Can yeah. we move on to the next question? It does. Make oh, sense. sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Chris is done with you, Graham. So anyway, uh, stop that. We've just been. We got to get this show rolling. Oh um, yeah. Okay. EJ asks uh, thoughts on the future of Yakuza for the next decade. Uh, my thoughts are there will be more of them. Yep. Oh, that—that that was my personal thoughts, not EJ's. That's just just my thoughts. Yeah. I I love the Yakuza fr- franchise. I just. They're so long. I haven't, and there's been so many of them. I haven't. I feel like I haven't even really been able to complete any of them. So I still need to get caught up on mm-hmm. a lot of those games. I mean, they're so good. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know what Sega's going to go like from here. You know, like it's just Kiryu is going to be like 80 years old and still going to be out there beating people up. And That's what he does. Playing games and going to, to you know, like made. Uh, places doing karaoke and <laughs> made places. What, what do you call them? The made uh... milk bars. <laughs> milk the milk bars. Is that that is a well. thing, but yeah, we don't need to get into that. Yeah. Uh, unwrapping the Xbox. Um, and then Brett asks thoughts on this image, which will play super well for this audio podcast. It's uh, I don't even know who that is from the Street Fighter cartoon holding a shotgun. Who is it? Does anybody know? Sagat. What? <laughs> it's it's Sagat. Oh, Sagat. Bob Sagat. 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 Bob Sagat, Sagat holding Sagat. a shotgun is what the picture is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyone have thoughts on that? Um, sure. Um, no, I have no thoughts, actually. All right, cool. <laughs> We're zipping it back what? up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, my sack is closed for business, closed for the holidays. So yep. what's next? Closed until the new year. Uh, let's get into game news now. Uh, this past week, Here's the news. it was announced that Bayonetta and Vanquish remasters are coming to the Xbox One and Woo! the PlayStation Four. So, this is some exciting news. Yeah. Um, it's going to be they're going to come in both physical and digital form. The physical is going to be forty bucks, <laughs> and uh, you can buy them individually. 
uh, for twenty five apiece digitally. Uh, there's going to be there. I guess there's going to come in a combo pack, uh, a steel book combo pack. Sweet. I might add, Ooh, sexy oops. steel book. Yeah, and those with a PlayStation Four Pro or an Xbox One X, which we now know Graham has. Uh, we'll be able to play it at 4K resolution and 60 frames per second. Oh my! So, um, we will not. I get. I, I I assume that the regular standard uh, consoles will play at like a 1080p, but they didn't specify what uh, if it'll be 30 or 60 frames per second for those. I don't know. I'm grabbing mm-hmm. this. They are due out on February 18th, 2020. Yeah, pretty that came solid. Out of, yeah, that came out of kind of nowhere. Um, wasn't Especially expecting since Bayonetta is owned by Nintendo now. It's not owned by Nintendo. Uh... Sega owns the IP, um, but uh, uh, Nintendo is just published, and they own the publishing rights to uh, the the games that they have published. But Sega doesn't own the IP. Gotcha. So we'll probably never see this with Bayonetta two then. Not unless they came to some sort of agreement, um, but that was the um, that was the publishing agreement that Sega and Platinum Games made. Under that, all games that they created, uh, Sega owns the IP Weird. Uh, for, and so they just must have worked out a deal with Sega and Nintendo that they uh, they could publish you know future games if Sega didn't want to. So. Um, so does Platinum Games get any more money from this? Like I with doubt all these re-releases? It. Uh, yeah, I doubt, I doubt it. it. That's kind of sad, but yep. <laughs> it's a strange. I mean, I would assume it would. It would just. It would. Whatever their publishing agreement would be, but I, I wouldn't imagine that uh, they would be getting any any uh... residuals. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Residuals. Um, mm-hmm. Weird. Weird in terms of like. I'm sure there's people that are like, oh, I remember Bayonetta, but what's Vanquish? Or maybe vice versa. I never got to play through Vanquish, so I'll use this as an excuse. And I just hope that yes. it leads into like a Mad World and an Anarchy Reigns re-release, because Anarchy Reigns needs more love. Graham, yes, how would you explain do. Vanquish to someone who's never played it? Oh my god. Um, it's... Okay. Ah, how, can, how can I... Okay, do, one you way have to a, not do you play. have knees? Do you like to slide on them? Well, have I got a game for you? <laughs> Exactly. You more slide on your ass actually, on your butt, like on your back, like woo. Um, but yeah, if you like massive boss battles and like sliding under things and cool scenery set in space, like a massive space station, this is the one. The way not to explain, describe it, like some gaming magazine said back in the day, is Gears of War. Uh, yeah, Gears of War. People are like it's like Gears uh. of War. It's like it's not like Gears of War. There is a cover system, but it's like so much faster and so much quicker. And yeah, don't play it like Gears of War, you'll die. Slide around, have fun. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fast paced, very arcadey. Um it's yeah. a lot of fun. So I'm I'm looking forward uh to picking it's, it's, this up. It's also kind of got like an eighties slash nineties style uh main hero guy. I can't it's Sam, I think his name's Sam, who smokes. Sam He's done a great kind of rough like guys who smokes. Like, which you don't really see in games or movies anymore. Hero never smokes anymore. Right. This guy does. What a guy. <laughs> is it Sam Gideon? How the hell do I remember that? I think it is Sam. Wow. You have played, you completed it. You no, I couldn't get past the first boss because I treated it like a Gears of War and yeah. I didn't understand anything. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where you failed. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to try this again. This is uh, like yeah, these games good. are platinum when they were just straight up platinum. Yeah. They didn't and, have to uh, do a licensed thing or whatever. They were just doing what they wanted to. Yeah, it's so good. And there's some really cool scenes and like battle areas later in the game, especially. Um, it's like one of those games are like stuff happening in the background and you don't really realize it until you realize it, if that makes sense. Like, uh, just to give one example, there's a bit where you're like trying to go across like this sort of long, straight battleground thing fighting. And in the, in the distance is like this massive giant mech thing, which is just plodding along, like moving up and down, like its legs are moving up and down. And you think it's just a background set piece and it's like firing a massive laser across like the battle arena. So you have to kind of dodge it occasionally. And it's only as you get a bit closer, you actually realize that thing is actually genuinely moving closer. Huh. Like, it's just like, it's just like, it's so big and so far away that you think it's not moving, really. Cool. It's just a background thing. It's actually like, shit, it's actually doing it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway. I'm ready. I, I will shut up. Uh, next up, uh, it was announced that uh, Persona 5 The Royal is going to be released March 31st, 2020 here in the West. Uh, so this is a this kind of like uh, the what PS4 Golden. It's like uh, an yeah. expansion re-release of Persona oh. Five. It's basically going to keep the base game. Um, there's going to be new content. It's it, also a new party member uh, named Kasumi Yoshizawa. Uh, there's also going to be a new area of Tokyo that you'll be able to explore. There's new social links, all kinds of uh, good stuff, uh, which will be exclusive to the PlayStation. Um, and another steelbook. A more steelbook action. <laughs> this is uh, not no offense, but this is another way for me to not play a Persona game because I'm just not getting around to it. I guess there's also going to be a Phantom Thieves edition. Yeah, um, cosplay folks, and it's going to have like a it's going to come with the Joker mask, the steelbook, all like I think it's like the basically the collector's edition of this. So. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the regular game is going to be fifty nine ninety nine, and the Phantom Thieves editions will be ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is a game that I played a bit, but never was able to really sink my teeth into. I just, uh, I think it was just one of those times when it came out. There was all this other stuff around it that I was playing at the time, and I, I played it a bit, but just I never really felt like I was able to get into it as much as I wanted to. Yeah, what about you guys. Uh, pretty much the same. Love the style. Love the the overall mood and appearance of it. Um, very cool and jazzy and upbeat compared to how that series started. Very dark and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't I don't know when I'll get around to it. It's down to like twenty bucks the regular version, so I really should just pick it up and launch myself into it. But I just don't know. JRPGs are very intimidating to me. Time sinks. So what about you, Graham? Did you play it at all? Uh, he's muted himself, so maybe he's. Uh, oh gone to restore power to probably spilled some tea or tripped over tea again yeah gotta stop dipping his hands in it my my power is back on and my tea is fine (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah Um, i was actually just cooking some dinner at the same time so is that what you're cooking for dinner what What am i cooking for dinner what yeah um i am trying to grill some vegetables right now and not succeeding as well as i hoped they keep sticking to the pan so uh, <laughs> pour some tea um, in there. Yes, yeah, use a little well, bit. Sprinkle, sprinkle yeah, some tea. tea everything. Yeah. Oh, sprinkle I was some tea. joking, but that's great. 
Uh, all right, last bit of news. Uh, it was revealed this past week that Adam Hunter is going to be a playable character in Streets of Rage 4, yeah. and the game is going to be out the first half of 2020. And so this is pretty cool news, I thought, uh, because Adam Hunter, he was never my go-to guy, like, in, in when I played, you know, as a kid, but he was he was always the guy I would use if I couldn't be Axel. Was he in two and three? <laughs> he was in number one only, wasn't he? Oh, really? Yeah. I'm all mixed up. Yeah. He 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 was technically in two, but he was part of the storyline. Basically, he was uh, kidnapped by the X or whatever. And your escape. Yeah, escape is his son who basically comes in to help Axel and Blaze and um, Max uh, to, like, rescue Adam. So, yeah, he's, like, in the cutscene at the beginning and the end, basically. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, he was really cool in the first one. Like, I, I personally preferred Axel, and I also love Blaze, so I guess those were my go-to guys. But occasionally I will play with Adam, and I'm like, this guy's cool. Like, he's he's a lot stronger, so his punches, like, normally knocks people out in one hit. Great stuff. Just so to uh, minor correction, uh, a Skate is his brother. Uh, and, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Adam Hunter is uh, Cherry's um, father. So she's the, the... she's the new playable yeah. character, so you're going to have... Um, Adam, Cherry, Axel, and Blaze as playable characters uh, in this Streets of Rage. Cherry's the cool girl with the guitar who's probably going to be who I try out first. <laughs> cool. Uh, nice. And there's I, one so more character in... they haven't premiered yet or debuted yet oh. or whatever. Is it going to be that kangaroo guy? Uh, Am I going crazy? Was it kangaroo number three? Was that a thing? That was in three. There kangaroo. was a kangaroo. Yeah. I forget his name. I did, I did not enjoy three at all from memory. I remember getting so excited when I got it, and just like, this is rubbish. This is not Streets of Age two or one. <laughs> uh, I there are some there's some redeeming. I agree with you, but I, I like that they it was they had more cinematic cutscenes uh, that they tried to put more story to it. There were some things I thought that they tried to do to make it a little bit different, uh, but it's not as good as a game as like Streets of Rage, but. I, and I didn't really like the music as much either. But uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, this game just keeps looking better and better. I'm excited to see who the next character is and just ready to play it. Um. Yeah. So, man, this is one of my more anticipated games next year. Really looking forward to that. So, uh, that's... if they can uh, weasel in an Eswat character, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Is I'm trying to remember. Um, this. You know, this company, is it Dot Emu that's doing this, or is yep. it... Um, they announced this they, and Windjammers 2 at the same time. So, they did one of the Wonder Boy games. Oh, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, that, was the that the one, one that, that you could switch on the fly back from, like, the old school, the retro graphics, or the new ones. I, I yeah. can't always met, met, forget those. It's, it's Dragon's Trap, wasn't it? I did. Uh, yeah, Wonder Boy, Dragon Trap. Yeah, I, it would be neat, and I don't know if they would do this, but it would be really cool if you could switch on the fly between like their hand drawn uh, style that they're doing, and then like a sprite based style. Um, I, I doubt that they would do something like that, oh, uh, but I yeah. thought it would be really cool if cool. you could do um, something like that, which would be pretty dope. I think something no, there's something did let you do that recently. Uh, there's. Some more stuff have been jumping into that, like Halo, the first Halo did it, and uh, what else did it recently? Crap. Um, it's not that recent, but the Monkey Island games in the 
360 and PS3 did that. Yeah, I can't remember. Which is great. Uh, yeah, that would be really neat. But um, so yeah, that's going to do it for the news this week. And uh, really quickly before we get out of here for this week, uh, we do have a featured question of the week. It's uh, what game are you most looking forward to in 2020? Now this could be a Sega game; doesn't have to be. It could be any game that you're most looking forward to playing. Uh, so sketch. What's uh, What's at the top of your list for next year that's going to be do- coming out? Uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want someone else to go? Yeah, someone else go. I'll come back to it. Okay, cool. Uh, Scotty, what do you um, got? I got a couple because the, there's been some recent announcements, but um, probably, and sorry, Chris, but I'm going to steal it. Cyberpunk 2077. You son of a bitch. Every time. Um, you'll have more to say about it, I'm sure, but I'm excited for that. Uh, you know, Keanu Reeves going to be great. Um, the Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, I was never a huge fan of Nemesis, the original, but I'm excited to see what they do with this because Jill is uh, one of my favorite video game characters. Full disclosure, she was my first video game crush, and I'm not ashamed to say hey, that. Yo. There's a crazy statue collector's edition that I don't need, so I'm going to continually talk myself out of that coming out for that game. I think you um, need it. You should definitely buy it. I don't that. need it. I don't need it at all. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's just, there's stuff coming up, uh, and I'm, it's not exactly the new year or probably isolated to that year at all, but I'm excited to see what happens with the upcoming gaming consoles, uh, just how they're going to kick things off with their ecosystems evolving continually and everything. But the one it, really cool thing that I'm excited about about the uh, the new Xbox is that uh, it's going to be all backwards compatible with the, yeah. uh, the Xbox One. So you, and and anything that the Xbox One can can play. So all the backwards compatible games on the Xbox One will also be backwards compatible on the Xbox. Series X, or I guess what yeah. they're calling it. Well, they're just calling it the Xbox, but they're starting the Series X. So they're trying to simplify it, but at the same time, horrible name. Because uh, <laughs> if you abbreviate it, like, I want the Series S, it's X, I want sex. I want the Xbox sex, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that, I mean, I, I eventually skipped the Xbox One because there are just so many things I don't like about it, and we're not going to get into that now. But um, I'm excited to have something that will play. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't care. I'm sure. <laughs> um, the Series X, whatever it'll be, I'm excited for it to play everything. That'll be one that I can dive into and relive some some gems and stuff. But uh, yeah, Cyberpunk RE3. We'll see what else is coming up. Very good, uh, Graham. What about you, bud? Is that Graham muted himself again? Steam and vegetables. So I'll go until uh, we wait uh, for Graham to get back. Uh, like Scotty mentioned, mine is Cyberpunk 2077. Really looking forward to that. Uh, it just looks so great. Uh, it everything I've seen of it, I'm so super excited about. I love those Blade Runner Cyberpunk, you know, type of games. So this is just like right up my alley. Uh, it looks so great uh outside of that i you know what i'm actually really looking forward to uh fantasy star Online. i i'm i'm looking forward to getting back into those games it's been so long since i've played it and you know we have like a new crew of people at mega visions you know like when when graham and i were playing you know pso back in the day on the dreamcast you know like we didn't know you guys Mm -hmm. and so this is going to be a whole new crew that we can go and play pso with 
yeah. and we were also going to be streaming, and that wasn't around when we were, you know, originally doing um, oh, Jesus. Fantasy Online back in the day. So I think it opens up a lot of new cool possibilities. I'm really looking forward to it. This is a game that I really never thought sega was going to come bring to the west like i had pretty much given up right. hope and just out of the blue out of nowhere it just it was announced <laughs> and i'm really excited uh so uh yeah so cyberpunk 2077 and close runner-up is uh fantasy star online 2 i forgot to mention somehow because i just looked at a list you gave us chris uh doom eternal of course and i don't know how i forgot this but maybe because it got delayed but last of us part two that's probably my most excited game last of us part two i still need to beat the first game hell yeah you do prepare to cry uh graham what uh what's yours can you hear me now yes we can awesome because i was talking before but you guys couldn't hear me Uh i don't know why uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think for me, it's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh. Um, I, so, so for me, this generation so far, my favorite game that I've played from start to finish is actually um, Ori and the Blind Forest on the Xbox One. I Speaking love that game so much. I, I, I feel like I did get emotional at one point. Uh, actually, more than one point. <laughs> Just a yeah. couple of bits, so it's like, you know, kind of <clears throat> choke you up a little bit, like, mm, man. Well, I, yeah, um, like, I remember seeing the trailer for it when I uh, at work one day, and I'm just like, I'm going to cry right now. I don't know if I want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good game, though. It's so beautiful. There's something about it, because um, if, you, if you haven't played it, it's kind of like a Metroidvania-style game, like a platformer, where you, you sort of get extra powers, which help you reach new areas of this Level. It's all 2D, but kind of some sort of 3D-ish effects occasionally. Um, and yeah, like you've got a big open sort of 2D world map type thing that you can sort of go around like platformer. Um, but yeah, there's something that's so beautiful about it. The music is incredible. The story, even though there's like no talking really in it or anything, like this, the way the story is told is really good. Um, there's a couple of really emotional bits. And it's, yeah, I loved it. I loved everything about it. So I'm really excited for the next one. Um, it's one of those games I wish Microsoft like raved about a bit more because like right. it seems like if that was on the place if that was on PlayStation and Sony had released it, there would have been a big thing about it. Sony would like really promoted it, pushed it, and like people would be like, Oh my god, that's, that's amazing. But with Xbox, it's like Microsoft's like, it's a solid game. Buy it. But she's like, Okay, well, sure, maybe. I might get it at some point. But so yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so that that's the one game for me. That's the one game that stands out. I do really want to play like Cyberpunk as well. Obviously, like that does look like a really cool game. So that's sort of on my list. But yeah, I think out of all the other games, that's uh, Ori is the one that sort of really stands out for me. So yeah, there you go. Awesome sketch. Do you have your game pick done now? Okay, before that, I just want to reiterate, I'm not an idiot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I did play Wonder Boy, uh, The Dragon's Trap, because I'd been waiting for it for so long. And I'm like, yeah, you can switch between the sprites in the game at any point when you're playing it. Fingers crossed. You can flip between the hand-drawn art and the sprites. I oh, just, okay, cool. Oh, that's I only did right. it once because I prefer the hand-drawn art because I played the sprite game version on the Master System back when I was, I've played it enough. I, I just love the hand-drawn art. But, yeah, that's the game. You can do that. It's like you can... <laughs> I the, know thing, the thing I think that makes it easier for that one versus like for them to do it in Streets of Rage Four is like it's basically the original game, like that you when you switch back to uh, yeah four is not a remake it's a new game yeah so yeah I, I just know someone out there is like mother you know like so I just want to 
yeah. Um, anyhow, uh, as for the game, I'm looking forward to the most this year. And I, the reason why I I, <laughs> I uh, got a little uh, whatever blanked out is because I, I was uncertain if it was shipping this year. I had to check. But so far, so good. It's Psychonauts 2. Oh, um, yeah. I backed it on oh, yeah. Fig originally. I mean, now it's going to get a major release. Uh, I, I bought the original Xbox just for Psychonauts. You know, before it came out, and then when mm. it was canceled, I was I almost threw my Xbox away, and then it came back out, and I kept it. Like, <laughs> I was this close to chucking it out my window. So mad at Peter Moore. Oh, for real, it would have survived. It would have bounced up and hit me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> kick my ass. So um, no, Psychonauts too pissed a lot of people off in that generation. Like Psychonauts too, man. Is I mean, this visually, so visually, it's gorgeous. One of the things, if you've been following any of the making of, they do these little making of docs every few months. They put a new one out. But one of the things they did at Double Fine was for years they've been using the Legend, the Brutal Legend engine they hmm. built because they spent a lot of money on that and they're a small, you know, studio. Uh, but man, that's a aging engine, you know. Yeah, and anytime be, they had to do. So they do these things called Amnesia Fortnite um, every few years where they stop uh, all production in the studio, no matter what they're working on, for a week. Um, and they split into small groups and people – they pitch games and then they make demos for games. And they've actually kickstarted this for a number of years. They did it in 2012, 2014. It's been a while um, since they've they've done it but or at least shared the fruits of you know, the Kickstarter version of it. And – uh, but what was cool about it is anytime they did a 3D game, they had to use the Brutal Legend engine. And you would see the limits of like, man, can we get this demo to work with this engine? There's only mm-hmm. so much we can do. This time with Psychonauts 2, they use Unreal 4. But what they did was they hired a, a company that rapidly built all their tool sets and the engine stuff that that they would use. So they, they spent they've spent all their time actually designing the game while the tool sets and the engine stuff was built by a separate company. So the game has come together very fast and it just, it's freaking gorgeous. Like it has that classic LucasArts, Tim Schafer, Ron Gilbert style writing, you know, it's, it's beautiful. That's snappy. The play control, it's looks spot on because even the original Psychonauts, the platforming was, it was iffy. Um, yeah, Psychonauts is my favorite. Like, anytime someone says, you make a video game about any... Would you make a movie about any video game? I'm like, Psychonauts, and it would be stop motion with the Coraline people that like a, you know? You know, like, I would always like a stop motion Psychonauts movie or series. That could be cool. Yeah, and Psychonauts 2, I mean, it's been it's 14 years since the first game. So, the next can't game come wait. forever. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a good. That's a good pick. Um, I'm. I, I never finished uh, Psychonauts, but I I did play quite a bit of it, and I I thought it was very charming. Uh, and I I like that studio. Uh, they're a they they got bought out by Xbox, right? Microsoft and Microsoft. Yeah. So now so. they're a first party Microsoft studio. Um, so it'll be available be on exclusive. Xbox and PC. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I will be playing it on PC. It's good stuff there. So. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, we'd love to hear from everyone listening, though. Like, let us know what you're most looking forward to. Uh, you can go uh, to the website and uh, post in the comments for for the uh, this podcast, or just let us know on social media. Uh, Discord. You can talk to us there. 
join the discord uh there is if you if you go to our website www.megavisionsmag.com there on the right sidebar is a link to our discord you can just click that and jump right in and let us know um i also put it in the uh each episode description as well it's the first link okay perfect so yeah if you're listening to this on like whatever podcast app you should be able to get all that information right there um Scotty, do we have anything that we're going to be streaming this week that we want to talk about? Not a whole lot, because, I mean, well, we're still going to have some streams up. Uh, week, too, so probably not. Yeah. You know, people... you know, Christmas week is coming up, and you guys, this will still, this will pop out on Christmas, um, and uh, you'll still have that and everything, but not too many regular streams this week or the following week due to MAGFest, um, but we'll still have, TJ will still be doing some stuff, uh, but again, uh, Chris and I and um, other Chris and Corey are all going to be at MAGFest, so maybe we'll try to throw some videos up on our socials or something like that, but not too much in the stream in front, but we got some stuff on the website, though. Um, the uh, Did you want to talk about that, or I can just roll into it, Chris? Yeah, just go ahead. Um, so we just did our picks of our favorite Sega games of 2019. Uh, a couple of the writers on the on the page did that. I'm in there. Uh, Chris is in there. Um, we got some stuff that might surprise some people. And uh, but yeah, and then coming up is a reflection of the decade. On um, top, uh, a couple of us are posting our top ten Sega games of the decade on the site. That's coming up soon. So check those out and let us know how wrong or right we are, and maybe throw your own in there as well. Yeah, let us know. We always love hearing from our readers and listeners. So, um, and if you want to subscribe to Megavisions and actually get the physical issues of Megavisions delivered to your door, you can go to www.patreon.com/megavisions where you can choose to either get the physical or digital issue of the magazine. So go there and get it while you can. So it's already too late for issue nine, but we will have some copies available on our website. Yeah, after we fulfill, uh, well, we won't, we'll have, we'll have oh. it, uh, copies of issue nine, uh, eight at MagFest um, for people. But yeah, for the upcoming issue, um, we've already uh, secured orders for that. Uh, so we're going to fulfill all of our patrons first, and once those are all mailed out, then we will throw what we have available on the website uh, for people to get. So it's uh, going to be our best issue yet. I, I honestly, I think so. I honestly, uh, I don't think so. I, I could honestly say that that's actually true. So it's factually um, accurate. It's factually accurate. Yeah, none of that factually <laughs> crap so magazine. This is a real deal. What? Yeah, no, no, we've um, like there's there's uh, uh, we've tweaked the design a bit. Uh, there's gonna be some much bigger screens, uh, some new uh, features that Sketch talked about at the top of the show. But yeah, I mean, at, the magazine's always evolving. We're always trying to make it better and make it look better. Uh, introduce new features. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for this issue. I know it's taking a, a, a bit of time, but it's going to be worth it. It really will be. Um, you know, we're, one of the biggest things that we don't want to do is just make another video game magazine. Like we, we pride ourselves in that Megavisions is, is, a, is different and we strive for quality, uh, with each and every issue. And I think, uh, when everyone gets their hands on this, on this issue, I think you're going to agree that it is the best, uh, version, um, and the best issue of Megavisions yet. And we hope that we can continue to make each one better. Uh, and, uh, you know, we can only do that with your help. 
Uh, so please go to Patreon and subscribe and let us know what you think of the magazine. Let us know what you think we can improve on. Uh, and let us know, uh, you know, what you what you do like about it, because it's always nice to to hear those, uh, you know, words of encouragement every so often. So uh, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we wish everyone a very Merry Christmas uh, and hope everyone stays safe. And we will see you in the new year. That's going to do it for us. Take it easy. Woo. Put the cookie down now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was that was fun. That was a good episode. Yeah, sexy. Mm-hmm. Hear about Graham unwrapping his Xbox, crying. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you what, let's this one up. It's a sexy little thing. I've, I've set it up and put it in my little IKEA unit, and it's looking good. Yeah. All right. Well, take your dick out of it, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm> <laughs>